Amen. Praise God. You know, we've had, obviously, some wonderful moms going home to be with the Lord this year. And, uh, you know, it happens in, in a church life. And I know that, um, you know, we need to keep in mind those who have a mother that recently went home to be with the Lord and, and just thank God for their strength and comfort during this time. And because, you know, obviously, these type of days bring up memories, don't they, and bring up, conjure up. I, I've just been thinking about some of my own mom this week. And uh, just, uh, but I thank God. Uh, I thank God for my mother. I thank God that um, she's in heaven. Aren't you glad, aren't you so glad that those loved ones and precious ones in our lives that have gone home to be with the Lord, that they're, they're more in our future than they've been in our past? <laughs> I don't know about you, that just, man, that, that's, that's shouting ground right there. Praise the Lord. It really is, if, if you know the, if you really believe the truths of God's word. And uh, thank God. Um, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, no man is poor who has had a godly mother. And I can, I certainly agree with that, because I feel that way myself. Uh, that, uh, and even though my mom had uh, issues as far as, um, uh, you know, being able to, as a single mom at times, being able to help provide. Uh, we went through some challenging times uh, in, in our life uh, with her, but um, still her, her godly character was a, uh, I thank God for that. And what just other aspects I could go on and on about for her that have blessed my life greatly. I like what one person said also, said, I, it's a lady, she said, I'd like to be the ideal mother but I'm too busy raising my kids. <laughs> Praise God. I think uh, a lot of moms could say amen to that and praise the Lord. And even if you've lost a precious one, so there are mothers that have also lost children. And, uh, and we pray for those. I've prayed for those that have been impacted uh, in our you know, in our circle of life and our friends, family, and church. And uh, because, um, again, knowing that there are more in our future than our past has to bring comfort to us. And I thank God you can be comforted even during times like this, special days, special recognition times. Um, thank God there's great comfort. Let me give you another little light, a couple lighthearted things here real quick. These are just uh, before we get to our message this morning. Uh, this is what somebody said. This is what my mother taught me looking back on their life. They said, my mother taught me to appreciate a job well done. She said, if you're going to kill each other, do it outside. I just finished cleaning. <laughs> he said, my mother taught me religion. You'd better pray you better pray that that will come out of the carpet. <laughs> My mother taught me about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. <laughs> now, these are some old, these are old school moms right here, all right? These are things, this is about a mom I can relate to a little bit better maybe than some others. Huh? He said, My mother taught me logic because I said so. That's why. I mean, that's all the logic you need sometime, right? That's all. The, um, my mother taught me about foresight. 
Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. My mother taught me about irony. Keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> That's in the logic category too there, I think. But, um, <laughs> my mother taught me about contortionism. Will you look at that dirt on the back of your neck? My mother taught me about stamina. You'll sit there until all that spinach is gone. My mother taught me about weather. This room of yours looks as if a tornado went through it. (laughs) My mother taught me about hypocrisy. If I told you once, I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. (laughs) My mother taught me about behavior modification. Stop acting like your father. (laughs) My mother taught me about anticipation. Just wait until we get home. (laughs) Oh. My mother taught me medical science. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze that way. Oh, goodness. My mother taught me humor. When that lawnmower cuts you off your toes, don't come running to me. (laughs) My mother taught me about my roots. Shut that door behind you. Do you think you were born in a barn? And also, my mother taught me about justice. One day you'll have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for moms and their influence in our lives. This morning, though, I want to talk about for a few moments. I'll try to uh, not keep you too long this morning. I want you to enjoy a nice Mother's Day lunch. But... um, and thinking about, I've had, you know, had our grandkids around lately a little bit more, and thank God for that, and, and just having the time together. And it just got me to thinking uh, a little bit, just reminding me of some things Jesus said about little children. And, you know, Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. Verses 1 through 3. And this is a, you say, this is a lesson that helps... Uh, Helps us all, helps moms, helps dads, helps everybody in, in, in how we can learn from little children. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Verse 2, then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the, and set him in the midst of them, and said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, that means you change, And you become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Notice he said, become as little children. We need to become as a little child in order, and it's not talking about necessarily here going to heaven, uh, but it's talking about receiving all that belongs to you from the kingdom of heaven. 
receiving what is ours by being a child of God in, in God's kingdom. So Jesus is saying you must develop a childlike heart and attitude mindset, and that's to be as a little child, not an older child. You know, they're older children than they're little children. You know, we've got more little children right now in our family uh, as far as grandkids go. You know, the little children, the, 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 the three, the four. I, I'm thinking this age to me, he's talking about here is like three, four, five-year-old range, little children. Then you've got your older children somewhere along the line there. But um, notice he says become as little children. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 15 in the New Living Translation. I want you to see this. One day some parents brought their, their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, to, happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God, like a child will never enter it. Amen. So he's talking about a certain mindset. He's he's actually talking about how to receiving from God. He's talking about uh, a heart response that receives from God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he's not, he's not talking about being childish, but he's talking about an attitude of receiving and coming to God. And that needs to be like a little child. This is something we all, you know, the Lord's dealt with me about these things. And I'm going to do, I'm going to give you five things here, five areas where we can become more like a little child. Five ways we can be as little children. In our, in our mindset, in our re- attitude, in our response to God, the way we approach God. Number one is in casting our care. <laughs> casting our care. You know, one problem with adults is they think too much about everything, you know. I'm speaking as one, you know. We can think about things too much. Just think on it to the point it brings anxiety. Where we can open up the door to fear in our life. Amen. You know, you've never seen two four-year-olds sitting in a sandbox, and all of a sudden one of them, they're sitting there playing, all of a sudden one of them stops and drops his little dump truck and shovel and looks at the other one and says, you know, I I heard the other day on television, my mom and dad were watching, I said, I heard the other day that college tuition is going to be going up. And the other one says, you know, I, yeah, I've heard some things that the economy is going to be going, taking a downturn in the next few years. And so I'm a little concerned about our future, too. That's one thing you'll never hear. Two four-year-olds in that conversation, right? Because they're not, they're just having, they're just enjoying life. They're not thinking about the cares of tomorrow. And Jesus himself told us, don't be thinking, don't be don't be taking thought for what tomorrow. He didn't mean don't plan. He just means you don't, you're not supposed to be taking on anxious care about the future because you can't control everything anyway. 
And we've got to learn to cast our care on him like 1 Peter 5 and do this with a childlike trust and attitude and approach, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Don't complicate that. Don't complicate it. Don't adulterize it. (laughs) If you know what I mean by that. Don't be an adult and mess it up in your thinking. Amen. Now, as a a child, a little child, Jesus said, the word of God says, God says, cast all your care on him because he cares for me. That means, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. That's the, that's the end. That's it. That's the point. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm ca- so we need to be more like little children in casting our care. Enjoy our time in the sandbox <laughs> of life. Praise the Lord. Taking care of business, yes, but not getting in fear about things. Number two, we need to be more like little children. And I, I, I'm going to spend a short time on a couple of these, and then we'll spend a little bit more time on the last couple of here. But... Uh, number two, in be more like a little child, become like a child in dealing with guilt and condemnation, having no guilt or condemnation. You know, believers are good as you go through life, even as a Christian. You just, the more years you put on your track record, the more years you put on in life, the the more susceptible you may be in the natural to just dealing with Regret, shame, remorse, guilt, what I could have done, should have done, didn't do, would have done. Uh, And the devil, he has a field day in this area in hindering Christians from enjoying all that God has for them in life. He's the accuser of the brethren, Revelation says, you know. He's always accusing as part of his nature is to make accusation about your past, where you messed up, where you blew it, your mistakes, your sins. And that's why we as believers need to have a childlike faith in our righteousness in Christ and how strong and powerful it is, as well as a strong uh, revelation of how powerful the blood is to clean you up. And make you right with God. And justify you before God. And when you confess your sin, as a, even as a Christian, the, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleansing. The blood of Jesus is so powerful for cleansing. So we need to recognize that. We need to appreciate that. We need to approach that reality. As a child, no condemnation. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation, none, to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, if you miss, if you mess up, your heart condemns you. You know, you get that, you need to get that, that fellowship restored. You get that under the blood. But you still need to realize God's not condemning you. Even when you miss it, this is a benefit for those who are in Christ. That God loves you. He's not condemning you, even though your heart may condemn you. But you can get that dealt with because God has provided restoration and forgiveness for his children. 
Because of who they are in Christ. Because you're the righteousness of God. Your righteousness doesn't change just because you sin and mess up. I know that's hard for some of us to grasp at times. But we need to have a childlike approach to that truth. You know, uh, when we've had bir- we've had some recent birthdays in our family with the, the, the little ones. And... Uh, <laughs> when when that when you give a child that wrapped up box and it has their name on it and a happy birthday, I've, and this is true with any not just our I've never seen been to a birthday party I've never seen it at Christmas time where a little child gets a box given to them and it has their name on it whether it's Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday I've never seen a child all of a sudden bow their head and back up into the corner. And say, Mama, Daddy, I don't deserve that. I've been such a bad boy this year. I'm so undeserving. I'm so unworthy. Never seen it. I guarantee you you haven't either. No, what do they do when they see their name on it and and it's been given to them? They rip that thing to shreds. They rip that paper everywhere, you know, and they, and they tear right into that box as if it belongs to them because it does. They have no sense of shame, no sense of when they acted ugly the other day, no sense of that, un, 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 that guilt and con, no condemnation. They believe they have every right to tear into that box. Rightfully so. Because they're acting like a child. They're coming to you. They're coming to that gift as a child. See, that's why you should, as a, as a believer, there are Christians that get, oh, they get bound up with things concerning, you know, wanting to, wanting to receive a healing and wanting to, and the devil, again, he starts accusing them and messing with them. And they're, and they're getting into that mindset, you know, I really don't, I don't deserve that. Well, none of us do in the natural Dummy. None of us. But we're not just in the natural. We're supernatural beings washed in the blood of the Lamb, made righteous through the blood of Christ. So we are worthy by the blood to receive every blessing. (laughs) No condemnation. Receive what's yours. Become like a child with that gift and just jump into it. Unwrap it and enjoy it without shame. Glory to God. You know, it it takes religious training to get that stupid. Y'all know what I'm talking about. A lot of us growing up, we were trained to be unworthy (laughs) and to think unworthy. I don't know. I don't deserve it. Oh, no, no. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Number three, we need to become like a child when it comes to holding grudges and holding no grudges. We need to be childlike when it comes to dealing with other people. We talked a little bit about around along these lines last week, dealing with offense, but we need to be childlike when it comes to just forgiving one another. You know, Revelation 19, verse 18, Revelation 19, 18 there, 
talks about, uh, not, I'm sorry, not Revelation. Did I say, I meant Leviticus. Forgive me. It's old, I wanted to see an Old Testament scripture and New Testament. Leviticus 19, verse 18. This is Old Covenant too. You shall not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. God was telling Israel how they need to be operating with one another. Now, they didn't have the spiritual capacity to fulfill this. The law revealed their shortcoming. But now in Christ, you and I can live this scripture. He said, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I'm the Lord. Then we see in James chapter 5, of course, we have numbers of scripture, you know, on walking in love and walking in forgiveness. James 5, 9, grudge not. Just use that word grudge. In other words, don't have a grudge against anybody. Lest you be condemned. Amen. So, so we're not to be holding grudges. We ought to be childlike. And, and one reason I say this is a childlike attribute, you know, we, I, we've got two little, little, little boys, you know, in our family to, that, and not just them, the girls too, and, uh, that are close to age, you know, and, and the boys can be out, you know, Marshall and, and, and Paxton, they can be out there and, or be inside, whatever. And, and they both love cars, you know, in their trucks. And, and one of them can say, Hey, that's mine. And all of a sudden there's a little scuffle, you know, just a little, just a little distance. Hey, and then a little, little, little pushing away, a little, little, Hey, what are you doing with my car? That's my car. And they get upset. But then you, you know, you come in, you say, no, wait a minute. This, well, this is okay. And you can get them separated for a moment. And I mean, 30 seconds later, they're just like nothing happened. They're back to holding one another, walking, walking down the hall, one of them behind, you know, his arm behind his neck, you know. Everything's cool. 30 seconds later, total forgiveness. Childlike as a little child. But I've, I've actually talked to people, nobody here, don't, don't look at anybody, years ago. I've talked, I've had, you know, people counsel and something. And one person one time said, There's just, I just can't seem to get over this thing with my, and talk, mentioned a relative they had. It was just, this thing was still bothering them. And I thought, well, what did they do? Did they do something to you last week? Or? It was like 13 years ago. Found out it was something they did to them 13 years ago. And they're still holding a grudge. <laughs> Well, how I many that's not gonna that's not gonna bless your life. See, we're talking about how you can get we're talking about how you're gonna be able to receive from God here. Because he's talking about come as a little child in order to receive. You're not gonna be able to receive if you're quick to hold grudges. We need to be quick to forgive. Quick to let it go. Quick to get it out. Get under the blood. Glory to God. I know that's easier for kids than adults, so let's be like little children. That's why Jesus said, you have to be like me to receive everything in the kingdom anyway. And be like a child to receive everything you need in the kingdom. So stay childlike with forgiveness. Keep the blessings of God flowing in your life. Number four, be, be, become like a child in simple childlike faith. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. One of the great verses on faith in the Bible. Jesus said, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. Let me stop there. Desire. You do realize little children desire things, don't they? <laughs> anybody that's had a child, anybody that's had a grandchild or been around kids very long. No, they can desire things. And that's all right. I said, it's okay to desire. 
See, and some of us were religiously taught, oh, you don't need to, you shouldn't desire anything. You should just say whatever the Lord wills in my life. No, that's not, that's not being like a little child for one thing. Now, I do realize we need to make sure we're keeping our desires in line with the word of God. That's, that's scriptural. That's, we understand that when it comes to faith and receiving. But it's, there's nothing wrong with desiring. If you have sickness, there's nothing wrong with desiring to be well. If you have lack in your life financially, there's nothing wrong with desiring to be abundantly supplied in your, in your financial situation. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. Jesus wouldn't, was not going to get mad at you for desiring that. He wants you, he wants you desiring things you need and that God has provided for you. And not just saying whatever the Lord wants. That's not Bible. It's not scriptural. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. Shouldn't we approach this like a child? Believe I got it. Believe I have it when I pray. I believe I've already got it. I believe it's mine now. Amen. Don't try to overcomplicate this. You know, the problem with adults is they're, they get too much of their intellect involved at times. Intelligence can be a culprit. Because we think we're so smart. And sometimes we have to help God out. Here's how some people read Mark eleven twenty four. What things you desire when you pray, begin to figure out how you can make it happen. And one day you might have part of it. <laughs> it's kind of how the adult mind reads things sometimes, you know. Instead of that, oh, that's, that that's that wrong version. That's that uh, you know, second imagination scripture there. Praise God. You know, you got a lot of, you got, you even got things like Americanisms that people embrace and think they're Bible. You've heard people say, well, you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Well, I believe in, you know, being diligent in your work and things like that, but you do realize that's not scripture. For one thing, most of you don't even know what a what a bootstrap is. None of us are wearing, I doubt any of us are wearing bootstraps today. Oh, well. With this attitude that if it's going to happen, you're the one that has to make it happen, you know. Uh, Some people think this is a Bible scripture. God helps those who help themselves. No, that's out of third hesitations. Not Bible. Amen. No, really, God helps those that ask. I'm not saying we shouldn't do our part, we, and when it comes to work, and all, yeah, we do our part, but there's some things only God can do in your life, and when you're going to receive from him, you've got to come, and, come, come at him, approach him with a childlike faith, not with this an attitude, well, I'm going to help God out here. Psalm 116, look at this in verses 4 through 6. Psalm 116, 4 through 6 in the New Living Translation. I, I like this. It says, then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is. How good he is. 
So merciful, this God of ours. Aren't you glad he's good and merciful? Notice this now. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. (laughs) I was facing death and he saved me. That's what the psalmist declared. Amen. He protects those of childlike faith. Well, see, that that protection covers anything in line with your deliverance and anything in line with your redemptive rights in Christ. Whatever God has provided you, you can receive it with childlike faith. Childlike faith. I, I have a good a friend who's a, who's a tra- he does a lot of traveling ministry. And he shared this story years ago. And it's always it's stuck with me. I've shared it once, I believe. But it's just such it's a blessing. He, he was actually ministering in a small town, a church in Texas a number of years ago. And, uh, and he, was, he was doing a faith seminar, just teaching the people along these lines of you need to believe, you, know, you can believe that you receive it, believe you got it from Mark eleven twenty four. 24. And um, he was teaching along these lines for a couple of nights. And then there was a little boy with his, uh, with his mom in a service. His dad actually had to work at nights and was not able to be in the, in the seminar. But there's a little seven-year-old boy with his mom, and he was just sitting there coloring and just doing things just during the service. You know, it didn't look like he was necessarily hearing much, but... Uh, they got home that evening and, this, and the dad, the, after the seminar was over, and the dad came to uh, put, his help, put his son to bed after he got home from work that night. And, uh, and they, they were going to just spend a little time, you know, just, just let, let's pray before you go to bed. And, he, and the father said, son, is there anything you want to pray about tonight? He said, yeah, dad. He said, I want a red bicycle. I want a red bicycle. And... Uh, but the dad, he wasn't, you know, financially, they weren't in a great spot at that moment. He was, uh, had, uh, for whatever reason, his, his, you know, in, for his, uh, their financial situation. And so the father goes into adult mode and, uh, and says, you know, son, uh, right now we don't have the extra finances to be able to get you a bicycle at the moment. And the boy spoke up in, in, in children's faith mode and said, well, daddy, I'm not asking you. And the daddy realized he's kind of stuck there. And he said, well, okay, I, we'll just, just go ahead. And they just prayed and, and let the, he let the boy ask God for, for his red bicycle. And so the next morning, uh, they, the little boy, before he goes to school, he, he, he goes up to the window and points out to a certain spot in the yard and said, y'all see my red bicycle out there? But there wasn't anything out there at the moment. Uh, and, and mom and dad both fr- kind of freaked out. I said, uh-oh, we're going to have to do something here. Because, uh, you know, they're uh, a little concerned here at the moment that he certainly, that, you know, the parents don't, they feel like, you know, parents feel like the need that they have to be God sometime. And that's kind of the adult thinking, you know, we have to do something here. They can, you know, you can be pressured to feel like you have to be God, but only God is God, you know. So he did this for the next few days. This is a true story. This, uh, his mother shared it with this, with this minister because uh, he, he, he came back the next year, and he, this is when he heard the full story. But um, So he would do this for several days. He'd get up in the morning. He'd point out, he'd point out in the yard, say, y'all see my new red bike out there, don't you? And just smile at his parents. Seven-year-old. But then he got quiet for several days and just... You know, and they thought, well, maybe he's forgotten about it. (laughs) 
And, uh, but then one night in prayer again, uh, to his dad, his, his dad actually brought it up, said, well, did you want to remind God about your bicycle? He said, here's a little boy. He says, why daddy? He didn't forget. We're talking about childlike faith here. How many of we can learn some things? <laughs> he didn't forget. Adult mode, we think, I got to pray again. I got to pray again. I better, I better remind God again. Praise the Lord. Well, two or three months passed. Now, let me remember this. Two or three months passed. And, uh, and this little boy, seven-year-old boy's grandparents... Uh, they were not aware of what he had desired and shared with his parents in prayer to, to God. Uh, but they had some close friends who had gone to a, a little, you know, garage sale situation and, and they just happened to run, they ran across a really beautiful little, little red bike and thought, this is nice bike. I said, we don't have any grandchildren, but they remembered that their good friends had a grandson. Said, so why don't we just get that for them? And just if they want to give it to him, and at some point, fine. And uh, so they went on and bought the bike, and uh, and then they ran into their friends, the, the 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 young boy's grandparents, like you know, a week or so later, and uh, and said, we just we thought of your son, your grandson, thought he might, you know, if y'all want to give this to him, we want we wanted to bless you with that. So they gave him the red bike, and then. Uh, They, you know, the grandparents went and put the bike, went by the house and all they, and all they did that during, you know, they, they put the bike out in the yard and they happened to put it right in the spot where the boy had been pointing to. True story. Right in the spot where that boy had been pointing to day after day saying, y'all see my new red bike out there? <laughs> Well, the boy jumped up one morning, and, uh, and that morning he said, y'all see my new red bike out there, as the parents were both crying. And uh, the boy jumped on it, and, uh, and he, he turned to his mom and dad and said, see, mama, see, daddy, I told you God didn't forget. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. I mean, this is <laughs> faith of a child. We can learn, can't we? Oh, we can learn. See that here's something about childlike faith. It leaves out the part of how God's going to do this. It even doesn't get caught up in the when. We see that with this little boy. He's like, no, God hadn't forgotten. How, childlike faith doesn't wonder how, how God's going to pull this off. <laughs> But the end result is the promise is going to come to pass. God's going to answer our prayer when we pray in childlike faith. Amen? Glory be to God forevermore. And number five this morning, we need to be in childlike five ways. Again, this is the fifth one, how we can be as little children in joyful expression. And the Lord's dealt with me about this too. And just to, in different times, you know, other times even in my life. Because uh, Romans fourteen seventeen, you know, tells us that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not natural things, outward things. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Um, we're to enter into these benefits of the kingdom of God. And we have to sometimes change our thinking to do it. To walk in his peace. To, to get his joy operating in our lives. Listen, little children are good receivers. Again, that's something we need to be learning from them. Like we said earlier, they're not, they've not yet learned about guilt and shame and condemnation. They also haven't learned yet, little children have not learned yet about embarrassment and being timid, you know, and succumbing to peer pressure. Uh, they're not caught up in that yet. That becomes an adult characteristic. Amen. I mean, with uh, this morning, my just before church, I, I we put there was a we're playing some music from a some music started from one of the uh, you know, something we'd had on TV, the music, whatever was going on, and and um, both Rosie and Marshall immediately the music started. They just started dancing, and they say, "Come on, Papa," and I just. They just started dancing. They didn't think about who's watching me. They didn't even start thinking, should I do this or not? It was instant, immediate response, spontaneous joy. Oh, this is something we can learn. I'm telling you, it'll it'll help us. This will help us in the future. It's going to help us in... It'll help us in our praise and worship. It'll help us in your own private worship with God. It'll just help you to get this mindset (laughs) that you don't care how you look if you're worshiping. You're not looking around to see who's looking at me if I raise my hand. These kids weren't. I've never, I mean, once the music hits with all of our kids, man, they just, whew, party's on. We ought not be when, when it's time to worship and you're moved and you're, and you're in, in, in the time and the worship starts going here in the church. That's not the time to start going, all right, what is, what are they, everybody looking at me? I wonder what they think. Who cares? If you're going to be childlike in your response, in your joyful expression, you just worship God. Let the chips fall. I mean, that's this has hindered a lot of people from tapping into some of the blessings of joy and and even moves of the Holy Spirit. And because we grow up and we learn to be aware. I'm guilty too. Been guilty. Don't want to be anymore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's going to prevent you from entering into some things. I've learned that. It prevents you from some things. I've had the Lord actually remind me, why didn't you get involved? It's not here, but at a move in another in another meeting one time. And and I just I just kind of stood back and watched other people and get involved in a certain flow that the spirit was doing. I just kind of sat back and, and, and the Holy spirit said, why didn't you get in there? 
Well, I was a little tired for one thing. I just, I just traveled. I'm like, I didn't, you know, I had an excuse, but it didn't really fly. You know, when a little child is impressed, they're impressed with something. You show, you show them something that's, they go, wow. I love to do that with, with my grand. I mean, just, you just show them and they go, yeah, wow. Wow, that's, you know it immediately if they're impressed. But we go into adult mode. Inside, we may be going, wow, but on the outside, we go, oh, that's nice. Huh, how about that? But on the inside, we really want to go, wow. But we get in adult mode. Don't we? (laughs) I'm not telling you something you don't know. But then why did Jesus say, become as a little child, become like a little child, become as children? Hallelujah. People think it's being more adult to stifle expression, genuine emotion that is God. I'm not talking about putting on stuff. I'm not talking about being fake. God hates fake. God loves genuine, though. You think about the children of Israel. I mean, when these guys, when they said, when God set up celebrations and, and they had, you know, certain celebrations they had, had to honor, you know, throughout the year and feast. And, uh, I mean, when they, when they partied, they partied. I mean, they got it on and they, they, they singing, dancing, rejoicing, shouting. And when they were happy, you knew it. You read it throughout the Old Testament. But when they got upset, you also knew it. Tear their clothes, rending their clothes, throwing up dirt in the air, falling on their face. I think we can learn something from that. God chose those people, didn't he? He chose them. He told them, he said, I've chosen you out of all the peoples of the earth. And I believe it's revealed to, I mean, just there's a revelation that God chose them because they wouldn't fake anything. They were genuine. Even though they had their flaws, as we know, but every people, all people do in Adam. <laughs> Doesn't matter what ethnic group, national, nationality or whatever you want to put on, everybody's fall short. But yet God chose those people because they would they were genuine. They would, they would worship, and then they would uh, show forth their true feelings. So that's childlike, like a little child. It's not being phony. It's being real. Glory to God. If we're going to enter into the, th- the kingdom of heaven and enjoy God's best blessings in the kingdom of heaven, it's required that we come as a little child. Jesus said so, didn't he? We need to be reminded of this. We need to be reminded of this, too, that we can take God at his word, be quick. Listen, be quick to forgive, be quick to believe. 
And then be quick to respond in joy and express genuine, true emotion that's based on the Word of God and based on a genuine reaction to the Word of God. Respond in worship. Respond in praise and do it without thinking about all the consequences of what somebody else may think about it. Because that will hold you back and keep you out of some of the things God has for you. It's just a fact. The Lord's dealt with me about that. It'll hold you back. It'll keep you out of some things. Keep things simple. <laughs> We've got a wonderful father who loves us more than we can know. Matthew seven eleven. Matthew 7, Jesus said, if you being natural, evil, natural people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask? you got to keep it simple. God's good. He gives me good things. If I ask him for it, all i got to do is, start, is just keep thanking him, believe I receive it. It's mine because he said if I believe I receive it, just like that little boy, he said God hadn't forgotten it. God, God, you know, God's, God's going to bring it to pass. Uh, we just need to have that kind of simple faith. And sometimes you have to strive to get that kind of faith if you've been too adulterized. You know what I'm saying. We get so adult-like, and we're so intellectual now. That's why a lot of people that are intellectuals, they have trouble receiving things from God. Because they're so heady, it blocks them, and the devil knows that. The devil knows it. Now, you can still be smart and intellectual and have a lot of, you can have several degrees. I've known guys have several degrees, but they have a simplicity of their faith in God. They don't let that block them from receiving from God. But too often, that's the case. I've been around the intellectual realm in college and things where even guys that are religion instructors on their way to hell. Knew him personally. Talked to him. Talked to one about my relationship with Jesus. I had a one-on-one class with a religion professor. Head of the religion department. He's a 75-year-old man. But he believed that there were, as I'm sharing with him about Jesus and my relationship with Jesus and why I believe in the simplicity of the gospel... He turns around and tells me he believes that there's multiple ways to God. And he had a book over here about uh, Confucius. He had a book over here from Islam. Had a book over here. You know, all these books, a bunch of books on different religions of the world. He said, I believe there's many ways to God. That man is in hell today. Unless he made a last minute change. But his mind was so fogged up. I don't believe he did. I tried to just share, I just shared with him about Jesus with me. But he wasn't listening to a little 18-year-old college punk. Amen. I could tell he wasn't listening to me. But praise the Lord. See that, but that's why we have to, that's why Jesus said, you got to get like a child in your approach and your attitude if you're going to receive from God. Keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Y'all have heard that acronym, right? 
not so, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling all of us. But we're, all, we're all stupid if we think we're smart enough to outthink God in these areas and not keep it simple. Simplicity of the gospel. See, did you, did you know in the mind of God you're already healed? 1 Peter 2.24, keep it simple. By his stripes ye were healed. Oh, you mean I'm already healed in Christ? Yes, you're already healed. It's already yours. It became yours 2,000 years ago. In God's mind, you're already the healed. But, 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 but. In our adult brains, we got to throw out the butts, you know. Listen, I'm not condemning anybody, nobody. If you got sickness in your body, you're, you're fighting a good fight. Hey, we're. I'm for you. I'm with you. But I understand sometimes there's a battle just to keep it simple. There's a battle to just hook your words up with what God says about you and keep them there. Yeah, you get your medical help. Yeah, you do what you need to do in the natural to minimize certain you know, symptoms and things in your body. But never veer away from the simplicity that you're healed. I'm talking about if we're going to receive from God, if we're going to enter into the kingdom blessings. Just keep it simple. Keep it childlike. Is that all right? And if you're standing on the word of God, that's a great time. Just to, What do you do if you actually believe something, you believe God answered your prayer? You start thanking him and get happy. That's childlike, isn't it? I mean, when I call, I would... Uh, when I was a employee, I worked for uh, Rama. Uh, I did certain things during the school year, teaching and working. Uh, I was in charge of all the athletics and stuff there for a number of years and, uh, at the school. And and then in the summer, sometime during the off, you know, the off months, uh, they had me do different kinds of jobs. Sometimes one of the, one of them was to travel with. Uh, we had there was a every year there's a National Christian Booksellers Convention. And so Kenneth Hagin Ministries would put up a booth uh, each year at that convention, you know, and, and, and get book orders from different bookstore representatives that would come to that convention, you know. It would be some big city in America. And, and a lot of times, and, 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 we, and my wife and I, we had, you know, our budget wasn't that, that, you know, she was at home with our kids. And so we had a tight budget there for a season in our life. And, and um, but a lot of times these, at these conventions, they were the newest Christian books and toys and things would come out, and they would always they would always give a free sample in a lot of these different booths. So when I had a break or two, like a lunch break or something, I'd go walking around, and I would pick up little samples because everybody could get them. They were just in a basket or something. You could get a, the newest little Christian toy that was coming out, the newest Christian child children's book or something like that. And a lot of times you can get them, the author would be there and would, you know, sign it and things like that. So I would usually come home with a little, you know, just a little bag of some new toys and, and uh book, little children's books. And I would, and I would get, I remember one time giving my wife a call, talking on the phone before I'm the night before I'm coming home. And I, and I said, you know, Tell, tell Julia and Paul, I've got, I've got some goodies for them when I come home. I've got a few good little surprises and toys and 
things and just tell them, you know, dad's coming home and I got something, something to give you. Well, I remember one time hearing over the phone because, you know, Fredna would turn and she mentioned it to him one time. Uh, this is just one that stands out in my mind. And, and, she, and she mentioned it to him while I'm still on the phone. And I heard him start cheering right there and get happy right there. You know what I didn't hear? I didn't hear, now, Mama, are you sure Daddy will do that? Do you really think, oh, you really think Dad's being honest this time? Or is, is dad really a, a man of his word? you think he'll follow through with that? Because I really don't think I should get happy until I see it. No, they got happy before I even came home. They, they acted like the toys were already in their lap. That's childlike, isn't it? See, we need to be acting like, see, I heard him get happy. So that's why when we hear the word, we go home, or, or, we, or maybe we got prayed for in a service, we believe we receive at the end of a service. I mean, we need to go home with a smile on our face and rejoicing, praising God, thanking him. If we really believe he answered, Mark eleven twenty four. what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you got it before you get it. And you shall have it. Believe you got it before you get it. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't wait to see it to get happy. Faith says, I've got it now, so I might as well shout a little bit. And praise God a little bit now. And be like that little boy who, with the red bicycle, said, God hadn't forgot. If it takes a little time. And you just keep a good attitude and you say, I, I see that. I see that. I see that answer. I see this mine. And let's keep thanking and praising God for it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody stand up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. So I'm just going again, it's just an encouragement this morning. I trust you took this to heart. How many of moms can learn from their little ones? <laughs> Dads can learn from their little ones. Amen. You might say, well, that's kind of a different Mother's Day message. No, this is a great message for moms. Have the same kind of childlike response and approach that we see in our little ones. Hallelujah. Not childish, childlike. There's a difference. We don't need to be childish in ignorance and things about, you know, being ignorant about certain things or just in our understanding of things. But we do need to be childlike in our approach to God and receiving from him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. In fact, let's, let's just pray. You may need to receive something right here this morning. I want you to receive it like a child today. You may need a miracle in your body. You may need a miracle in your family. You may need a miracle in your finances. You just need, you need a miracle in your mind. There's provision. The Bible says Jesus was made a curse for us. That we might be redeemed, set free from the curse of the law. It includes sickness. It includes mental problems. It includes poverty. It includes your children going into captivity. It includes a spirit of fear dominating your life. All that's under the curse. You're, you're redeemed. 
You're free. Let's believe that as children. And let's believe that we receive. Father, we believe that we receive right now. Our need met. We believe that we receive our body healed and whole right now. We thank you that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. That in your mind, we're already healed. Well, Father, that's that's our mind now. That's our mind now. We believe your word. We believe we are healed. We are free. Our need is met. We thank you for it. Now let's just act like we believe we got it. Thank you for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for meeting my need. Thank you that it's mine. Thank you that I'm free. I'm blessed. I'm whole. I'm strong. (laughs) Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, Pastor, what if the symptoms don't change in the next two weeks? What if I still get a negative doctor's report when I go back to see him in two weeks? You'd be like that seven-year-old. You you don't think God's forgotten, do you? His word's still true. Don't back off of it. What do we do? We just keep thanking God. You see my red bike over there, don't you? You see my healed body, don't you? Hallelujah. You see that need met, don't you? Praise God, praise God. So we keep a praise in our mouth. We keep thanking God. Keep thanking God. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't tell him, tell you you're unworthy to have it. Don't let him lie to you. Your feelings have nothing to do with what you're believing. Feelings don't change. Emotions don't change. Even circumstances, they may not change in the natural yet. It has nothing to do with what God says is true. And so you be like a child. Daddy said, Daddy said, Daddy said. Just like when I told the kids, toys are coming. They said, oh yeah, Daddy said it. So they're already getting ready. They're already anticipating. They were already expecting. They were already rejoicing. Don't you stop rejoicing till you see the toys in your lap. (laughs) Don't you stop rejoicing till you see the red bicycle in the yard. Don't you stop rejoicing till you get the good report from the doctor's office. Don't stop rejoicing till the full manifestation shows up. Then you can just shout and praise because, but, but you already know you got it, so you just keep thanking him anyway. And just then you can just rejoice because you have it. Your joy's been made full. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Hallelujah. What's the key to a happy Mother's Day and every day being a happy Mother's Day? Moms, 
have childlike faith. (laughs) Faith is a little child. Every day. Every day. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Isn't the Lord good? So good. He's so faithful. We sang about it for a thousand generations. He's been faithful. He'll show favor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You're so good. Let's just praise him one more time for his goodness this morning. Father, we thank you that you're good. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you that you're kind, gracious, merciful. Thank you, Father. You meet our need. Thank you you give us insight and show us the way. Thank you that you have our past in your hand. And we just, we're just going to follow you with simplicity of trust. Simplicity of heart. <clears throat> for I have set my path before you. And it's a path for blessing and a path for good. It's a, pla- a path for fulfillment. And it's a path of effectiveness for your life that will impact others. But don't be discouraged by the roadblocks you may see. Don't be discouraged by the outward signs that it may not be coming to pass as you thought it should be. But rejoice and rest in what I have already spoken to your heart and the things I've placed on the inside of you. And know that these things are going to become clear as you keep walking with me and put one foot in front of the other by faith, knowing I'm bringing it to pass, says the Lord. Because no weapon of the enemy can stop it. No no calendar can stop it. And the amount of time you might think is needed for something to change or turn around. Nothing in the natural can hinder my work and my plan for you, says the Lord. So stay the course of what I placed in your heart already, and it will be cause for great gladness and joy as you walk ahead and stay steady because the things that I've started will come to fruition and they will not be deterred. They will not be stopped by the enemy. And so know that what you've seen and what you've heard from me is for your victory, is for your joy, and it shall soon come to pass says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. 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 Oh, praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. You may ask, well, was that for me, Pastor? I don't know if it's for you. Just if it fits you, receive it and rest in it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever and ever.